best of Clairsey, Shane and Kimber on Mix 94.5. G'day, it's Shane here from Clairsey, Shane and Kimber. And these are the best bits of today's show on Mix 94.5. Enjoy. He's the 29th PM of Australia. His name is Malcolm Turnbull. Let's find out more about what's uh, happened and the incredible and very quick developments yesterday. Sky News political reporter and he's the anchor, of course, of Sunday Agenda, David Lipson. Good morning, David. Good morning. Now, David, knowing how hard it is to keep a secret in any workplace, how did this not leak earlier? I mean, we know that Peter Van Onselen did a tweet at about 4.30 in the morning and then went, I might take that off, actually. <laughs> and deleted yeah. it. Very quick smart. <laughs> it, it was extraordinary, wasn't it? Just how sort of clean, as clean as these uh, knifings can be, uh, that no one really knew that this was going to happen. A few whispers around Parliament yesterday... Um, but no one really taking them that seriously. And when Malcolm Turnbull called his news conference for this afternoon, for, for the afternoon, announced that he was challenging Tony Abbott, well, it was on, and uh, and he won out in the end. I see. Uh, I noticed your Twitter account, mate. The the, um, the tweet there about cut down, and they were words that were used by Tony Abbott. Can you read much into um, what someone's saying on the way out? You know, these obviously. Oh, upset. Look- as you'd understand, Tony Abbott must be bitterly disappointed yeah. at this um, because of all the criticism that he levelled at Labor for their revolving door prime ministerships, mm. uh, Rudd, Gillard, Rudd, uh, he promised that there would be adult government and he was determined to deliver it. Uh, and that included stability of leadership. And he wasn't able to deliver that. There's been uh, instability for some time now. And in the end, it seemed inevitable that he just couldn't last the distance. It was just a question of when. So he is uh, clearly, uh, you know, and you'd understand it, uh, pretty upset at this. He hasn't actually said anything to the cameras uh, at all or, or radio or anyone else since uh, this happened. So that's pretty unusual. Usually... Uh, the Prime Minister who uh, loses uh, gets to speak first, uh, and uh, and that hasn't happened here. So we're still waiting to hear from, from Tony Abbott. Um, uh, so you'd imagine um, he'll pop his head up at some point, but mm. for now he's been silent. Oh, we'll try and call him on the mobile today. <laughs> yeah, now, give him a bell. Is anything likely to change? I mean, they still have the same party and the same policies. Look, this is going to be the real challenge for Malcolm Turnbull because, uh, you know, on some of the key policies where he had a difference of opinion to Tony Abbott, like uh, climate policy, for example, he's for a long time believed in an emissions trading scheme, same-sex marriage, he's a strong supporter of that. I think the electorate, the people, are going to expect... Uh, a, a swift and, and major change in direction from the government. But Malcolm Turnbull's going to have to manage his own party. And we know that uh, a lot of his party don't support changes like that. And that was the reason that Malcolm Turnbull lost the leadership in the first place to Tony Abbott, uh, of course, when Kevin Rudd was Prime Minister. And he only lost that by one vote. Um, so the Nationals this morning, the, the coalition partners of the Liberal Party, uh, are already sending a few signals that, uh, you know, be careful, Malcolm, um, you know, don't change too swiftly. And Malcolm Turnbull knows this. And as such, he has, you know, suggested that the targets that we'll take to Paris, for example, the climate talks there, yep. won't be vastly different to, to what we had before. Um, same-sex marriage, I can't imagine anything too quick. Mm. Uh, he may wait until after the election to, to start changing those directions. David, let's uh, turn our attention to Labor. Bill Shorten must have uh, been sitting on the couch last night, turned to wife Chloe and gone, bugger. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely up pressure on Bill Shorten uh, because... Uh, there were those in the Labor Party who thought he could do the impossible and, mm. and uh, 
turned Tony Abbott into a, a one-term Prime Minister. As it turns out, he didn't even last the term. No. In fact, a little less than two years. But for Labor, that is going to present a significant challenge, and for Bill Shorten in particular. Now, it's probably a bit early to start talking about rumblings <laughs> yeah. about leadership in, in the Labor Party, but it is, I think, going to be a much harder task for Bill Shorten to beat Malcolm Turnbull. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how things pan out when the dust settles because, uh, you know, there's always a big transaction cost in changing leaders midstream. It, uh, it, it does hurt that Malcolm Turnbull can pull the party together and uh, convince the electorate that he's the man for the job. We'll, we'll wait and see. Um, Bill Shorten, in the meantime, uh, you know, just has to uh, keep doing what he's doing and try to present a, a more united front. It, it's much harder for Labor to, to change leaders. They put in these new rules after Kevin Rudd. Um, but, uh, you know, it's far from impossible. Um, it would be pretty unusual for them to change leaders before the election, you know, with under a year to go now. Um, it'd have to build up steam before that happened. Uh, but, uh, again, uh, anything's possible in this place. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> we witnessed that uh, with great speed yesterday. David, uh, have a good day. You've got plenty to talk about. The Biggest Loser, it's the uh, family show is on Channel 10 tonight. Yeah, getting the whole family in there. And Fiona Faulkner was actually a contestant on a previous season, and now she's back as the new host. Yeah, she previously lost 30 kilos on the show, and she's on the radio this morning. Fiona, good morning. Thanks for having me, guys. Now, Fiona, we look at these families on The Biggest Loser, and they are all the same shape. That shape is round. But I mean, I, I know this sounds awful, but I used to say, I hope I end up with a partner like that's physically fitter and has a has better eating habits than me, because otherwise I might be more inclined to be the person who doesn't look after themselves. It is true. The company that you keep really affects the way you look after your body. Oh, definitely. You know, I, th- I think you are influenced by those around you for sure. And, you know, I think that's a really what, what's really great about the family's dynamic, that these guys are going in there with their nearest and dearest. Mm. And, you know, when they come off the show, they're going to have that support around them, which I think is incredible. Mm, I found it very entertaining last night to watch Michelle Bridges try and eat a 2.5 kilogram burrito and back it up and she looks so sick and back it up in the morning with ice cream for brekkie. Do you, do you know what I, th- I noticed last night? I was quite shocked. When you looked at like Michelle getting through that burrito and mm. also Shannon on that lasagna, yeah. they actually put away a fair bit of it. Yeah. I, was, I was like, guys, where are you? No, I'm sort like, of surprised they could keep it down. I know. Like, yeah. I mean, she did, she did genuinely break into a sweat, which you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if anyone out there has ever overindulged. You know, back in the day, I used to do it quite often, mm. and you would sometimes break into a bit. You just get this sheen going on. Yep. It's like one more mouthful, I can do this. Yeah, yeah. Fiona. Captain Paul is our traffic legend here at the radio station. Right. And Captain Paul, tell Fiona about your story, mate. This is your uh, basically your custom built way of losing weight. This is my custom one, yeah. So I've put on a bit of a fatty roll here, as you can see. Right. So I weigh in in the beginning, yeah. and, and my challenge is to lose 100 grams a day. So I basically monitor it every single day. So it's three quarters of a kilo roughly a week is what I'm trying to lose. That's and I've really got... that's great. That's a really good. So goal. you had a better attitude to it. We kind of laughed at Captain Paul. <laughs> we often I we often laugh at Paul without yeah, being. They always laugh at me. Yeah, no, yeah. but. Without being crude, a hundred grams, I say, is a poo. Kimba, I say, look, if, <laughs> it was in the meeting. If you weigh yourself and then you went to the bathroom, yes, and then you weighed yourself again, I dare say you would be a hundred grams lighter. However, oh, at least. if you're if you're doing that and it and it's consistently occurring, making a loss every week, a loss is a loss. You Absolutely, know? and you are doing even if it is small changes. Small changes like that can make all the difference in. 
progressively becoming a healthy, happier person. People can't and see how serious Paul's looking right now. But <laughs> I did. He's just so but glad someone agreed with him. No, it's laugh. true because it's easy to monitor. So there, yeah. so but you've got good scales, right? Yeah. Digital scale. It's easy. You either, if you're not keeping up with it, yeah. you either do more exercise yeah. or eat less. It's, yeah. it's the two things. And I guess it's, it's as well like when you do it that way, which obviously I've been in a situation where I've been weighed quite yeah. regularly. While times. everyone's watching. Yeah. The yeah, way that we all love in to be underwear. weighed. Weighed in public. Um, yeah what you want to do. But, you know, if you're having that weigh-in every morning, you can actually see what it actually does. You exactly. Can see it on the scales. So it's kind of that accountability. I mean, for a lot of people, I don't know if it's that a good, healthy mindset to be weighing yourself and being that controlled about it. But for some people, they need... It gives me an incentive. And so yeah, it's yeah. a daily challenge. I don't, get dis- I don't get disappointed if I go over. Yeah, I just work harder the next day, day to try and recover. To and go 200. Mm. Yep, great. okay. I think, you know, I think everyone can take a and it's easy. out of your book. I think oh, this is amazing. God, now he's going to write a book. <laughs> It's going to be. Oh, it's going to be. Hundred grams a day. Oh, oh no, yeah. the total of Captain, Captain Paul. Paul. This is not about my morning poo. <laughs> That's That'll right. be it. That's hey Fiona, right. is this easier with families uh, supporting these people on the show this year? Or are they more critical of each other? Um, you know what? It's it's a it's a fifty fifty situation. You know, yeah. because these guys are going in there with their nearest and dearest. There is going to be fireworks at the end of the day. There's that support network that's going to be going all along, and they can t- continue the journey together with that support. Do so, you want to give them a cuddle yeah. though? Sometimes when they get up there to weigh and you... I, I tell you what, the first couple of weigh-ins, I could relate to it so much. Yeah. You lost 30 I, kg on the show, didn't you? Did, when you're yeah. on. Yeah. Right? How empowering was that when you start to, you know, yeah. starts to gather momentum? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's amazing and you used to come out of the house and you just feel like an incredible brand new person. So, yeah. Terrific. Uh, you'll catch it again on Channel 10 at 7.30 Sunday to Tuesday. It is... TBL, we're talking about families this time with The Biggest Loser and Fiona. We're so glad that you could actually drop in. Thank you for having me. I've got to say, Mikey Robbins is with us. And Mikey, the uh, the news uh, from, from Perth, the city of Perth, have been forced to rip up nearly 250 grand's worth of parking fines in the past financial year. Yeah, because a lot of them were just not issued correctly or the driver's details weren't available right. and or, you know, they, the sign wasn't clear, things like that. But the bane of my existence is paying for parking tickets in the first place. Like, I hate oh, having to give away small change. I, I don't money, know why it? we have to pay for it. But even worse is when you get the fine. Like, I feel like it is the biggest waste of money. Especially if it's $80 or $60. It's such a waste. It's a lunch. Exactly. But the other thing, too, is I reckon I have a theory on why we're actually getting more of these. Um, you know, we're getting our money back. Mm. I think it's because we now have our phones in our camera. Our cameras in our phones. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, so sometimes, you know, things aren't quite clearly signed. I'll give you an example. Last year, Laura and I were parking in the North Shore of Sydney and went to uh, put the, you know, the credit card in or the change in, and some idiot had put, in, had put chewing gum in uh. both the, the credit card thing and the coin. In camera, the slots. And, in the slots. Yeah. So, so Laura said, well, what do we do? I said, well, take, you know, take. Take a photo with your camera, and if we get a fine, if we go to court, we can sh- we can show the photo. Yes, and then it's fixed. And then it's fixed. Yeah, yeah. You know, some cheeky person tried to do that to me. Like they, well, they what they did is they put their parking fine on my windscreen. Whoa! Oh, because really? a lot of people <laughs> won't bother checking their rego number and stuff on the ticket. Right. So if you just follow through the prompts and you mm. type in the infringement number and you put in your credit card, you will end up paying someone else's fine. Oh, that's an amazing fraud. Yeah, so someone tried to pay it? it. No. Why not? Because I checked the rego because I'm not a fool. That's our girl, Mikey. Kimber's a bit sharper God, than we thought. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Here's another one we have when we're parking too. Uh, you know, yeah. Once a week, uh, Laura and I take my mother-in-law, Margaret, out for lunch. And Margaret's... 84, and she has very bad knees. Mm. And so we have the disabled... If we drive her, we're allowed to use her disabled sticker. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. 
which, which, which is completely legal. But I always have to make sure, I always say to Laura, because Laura says, look, I'll just go and get in the car and go and pick mum up. And I said, no, no, we have to walk your mum to the car because if, if people see you getting in with a disabled yeah. sticker, they're going to go, oh, hang on. Shonky. Yeah. Shonky. Yeah. Um, that is the shonkiest of the shonkiest. There was a big thing in Sydney a couple of years ago, about a very well-known, I won't mention the person's name, who was using a disabled sticker and he was completely able. Uh, yeah. yeah. Was that the person who was limping to the car? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. he got sprung. I, someone, yeah. someone filmed him. Yeah. <laughs> I got a ticket once uh, in Subiaco, went to dinner. Idiot brain here. Bought my ticket, bought my ticket with the parking, paid the four bucks or whatever. Went to dinner, but I put the ticket in my pocket. So I got an $80 fine, and um, then I argued the case because I had the actual ticket, and that was Subiaco uh, City Council that I got off. Yeah, Mikey Pretty doesn't red. know this, but if you wait too long at the lights in Subiaco, they will give you a fine. <laughs> yeah, 120 bucks. That's how Subi rolls. <laughs> <laughs> Just the way So about a quarter of a million dollars worth of Perth parking fines were to- torn up every year yep. because of faulty ticket machines. You see, here's the thing. How much does it cost to fix one of those machines? <laughs> <laughs> the best of Clairsey, Shane and Kimber on Mix 94.5.